Coming up next on Ready to Lead. This is where the power comes. This is where the alignment comes from. On a company level, our SMART goals are relevant to the strategy, which is relevant to overall mission, big goal we're trying to create or, or accomplish, which is relevant to the why of why the company exists. It gives us the stra strategic discipline to be able to know what to say yes to and what to say no to as a company. Well, now switch that over to a person. When your goals are relevant to what you're trying to achieve long-term, to your personal why or, or something major that you want to accomplish, and even better, you can tie that relevance to the company's relevance. That's where amazing alignment comes from. And so as leaders, I believe it's our job to help teach that, to help connect the dots and using that simple framework and methodology to help turn on the light bulbs and help people go, oh, wow. Because when there's relevance, the flow is so much more natural, the friction is so much less, and the energy is so much more enduring and sustainable because it's really about something that's, a, that's bigger than us. Welcome to Ready to Lead, a show that gives you, the leader, tools, tips, and insights you need to grow your team, your company, and yourself. Welcome back to this episode of Ready to Lead. I am your host slash co-host, Richard Linder, and joining me, as always, the lovely, the talented, the beautiful, <laughs> the smart, everyone's favorite coach this year, next year, every year, the one and only Mr. Jeff Mass. Jeff, happy new year. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> happy new year. So happy to be happy here. Happy new year. <laughs> Great to be with you all and so happy you're listening and so glad. Hopefully your holidays, your New Year's great and we're going to start it off with a bang. It's going to be awesome. I'm super excited about today. Surprise, surprise. Whoa, you? <laughs> Jeff I genuinely is excited. Watch out, folks. It's going to be a heater. I love screwing with, love screwing with you. Here's the, the great thing. He is super excited. He's always super excited. I True. love it. Here's where, why I'm excited. This is kind of our Super Bowl, right? As leaders, mm. like this is where it is. It is time to dive in, especially as growth minded leaders, right? Because I think now more than ever this year, new year, new you, like it is like resolution season. It is separation season, if you will. This is when people who may be, who may not be growth minded, who may not normally push themselves society and, and and everyone has kind of told them now is the time to evaluate where you are and where you want to be and and make a declaration of change that's amazing for growth-minded individuals that's a great amazing for growth-minded uh, organizations and that's amazing for growth-minded managers and leaders if done correctly now if you're one of the people that ignore it that is dangerous let me tell you we are in separation season more than ever and in in kind of uh, more meanings than ever. I read yesterday that 4.5 million people in the U.S. alone quit their job in November. November. Hmm. November. Like, just back there a bit. We are all sitting here going, oh, boy, I sure am glad the great resignation is over. Hmm. Oh, over. <laughs> Omicron's not the only thing that kicked stuff back up. We are back in it. 4.5 million. That's a huge increase. And I'll tell you, 
an even even scarier number for most of us, a, a large majority of those people left the private private sector jobs, right? Left the true SMB, left the entrepreneurial companies, the 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 companies that can't just go, okay, well, I'm funded. I'm gonna throw money at it. I'm gonna I'm gonna increase, I'm gonna pay 20, 30% over market to get new people. People are leaving. And I'll tell you, when you read and you look at why they're leaving, it's because we're all forever changed after COVID. I know we're tired totally. of talking about it, but you know what? We're gonna talk it's about true. it. It's true. It's totally true. Like we're for we realized that some of the stuff we used to do was dumb. <laughs> we don't want to do it anymore. We haven't done it for two years and we're not going to do it. And some of us moved and the cost of living, the economics changed and we don't fill up our cars anymore. We don't go out to eat anymore. We don't vacation anymore. And, and we built up a savings, started to realize that there are some things more important than money. Weird. Maybe. <laughs> what do your employees think about that? That's that's the separation season we need to be thinking about. I don't know what the people who report to you, our listener, do at the end of the year. Are they resolution people? Are they goal-setting people? Which of the 9 billion potential goal-setting end-of-the-year strategic planning personal processes do they follow? I don't know. I promise you, if you have two people that report to you, they don't do it the same way. They don't, but they're doing it. They're thinking about it. Your job right now as a leader is to figure out how do you take the goals that have been set in whatever way they've been set by your team member and tie the achievement of those goals to the achievement of the company's goals. And I'll tell you, here's where most of us fail. We assume that team members are doing planning in two areas that are relevant to the company, vocational and financial. What do I want my career path to be? How much money do I want to make? That is not the only area that people are thinking about. Mm -hmm. In fact, we may be paying in a currency. We may be, we may have a plan for our people that increases compensation in a way that they don't see the same value that we see. Mm. Now is the time to find out. The number one thing that you need to do as a leader right now is figure out who your people are. Maybe you say, you know what? I'm a good manager. I'm a good leader. My people know that I care about them. If you want to keep your people, your people, they don't need to know you care about them. They need to know that you know them. They need to be known. They need to be heard. They need to be understood. And now is such an amazing time to have those conversations. So I'd love to spend <clears throat> this episode talking about how do we have conversations, maybe in that first one-on-one, -on -one, that second one-on-one, -on -one, some one-on-one -on -one this year, this month, this week, to make sure that you as the manager are connecting the dotted lines. Because if you expect your team members to say, if I am currently here and I want to get to here, Here's exactly how I do that within this organization. That's a big ask. And that's Most a rare breed time, that can do that. Yeah. What's that? That's a rare breed that can do that. Right. Is it easier 
to go on Indeed or to go on LinkedIn and say, well, this other company's paying this much. And if I didn't have this job, but if I had this job, that would get me there. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Other companies are saying, here's all the open roles we have. Here are the the salaries and the and and the career advancement opportunities we're offering. I don't know if you have that internally at your company. If you don't have an open to hire, then how would someone find that out at your company? Ding ding ding, your job. Your job is to connect the dots of how do you, do you enable someone to get to where they want to be from where they are without leaving your company to make them not only feel known, but understand how to get what they want. Your job is to make sure that they see their role as more than just an exchange of time for money. So how do you do that? For me, it's very simple. My first one-on-one with everyone who reports to me after the general ice breaking questions that we go through banter, getting kind of in the flow state, Starts with a very simple question. What are your goals this year, personally and professionally? And then I do something that is very, very, very difficult for guys like me. I shut up. (laughs) Jeff, that laugh hurt. I'm laughing because I'm right there with you. I get too excited. (laughs) But man, if you ask questions, if you're, you're overly curious, they will tell you what is important to them. Maybe they want to travel more. Wait a second. If a team member wants to travel more, how can you enable that? Now, scarcity-minded managers and leaders go, well, you can't travel. We have big goals for your department this year. Mm-hmm. If you're out of the office that much, then I can't possibly. Your, your career path is going to be, I don't know. That's what scarcity-minded managers and and leaders say. I prefer saying, Jeff, you want to travel more this year. That's that's amazing. What does your team need to look like for you to be able to do that amount of travel and still hit the goals organizationally? What does your income need to be like? And does your current role support the income you need to travel? Assuming you're hitting your goals, see how I'm just tying these things back, right? Tying them so back. Good. What what needs to be true in order for that to happen here? Mm-hmm. We have to acknowledge that you have a job. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing a one-on-one with you. Right. So ask the questions. Well, that's great. What needs to be true here? Hey, what dates do we need to block out to make sure that there's not a conflict seasonally so that you're not accidentally booking a trip during one of our busy seasons, one of our sprint times, a critical Mm -hmm. point in a final push for a key initiative this year. Mm -hmm. We are now integrating their goals with our goals. We're not saying owed to the ways that that would screw the company. If you did that or you can't work it, it's let's engineer a way to where you have enough money to do this to where you have the team to support you so that when you're gone, you can truly be gone. But that totally. so you still hit your goals and the company gets what it needs. The subtle difference there that you're that you're highlighting that I think is really powerful is a mindset of enabling what needs to be true versus totally crippling and saying, well, 
I don't think that's really possible. Like you said, abundant versus scarce. It's very, very clear to me. But also just think of the subtle question. If someone says, I want to do this and that, and we as a leader go, well, given your role and what the department needs to do, do you really think that's feasible? And, and you know, you may not mean much by that, but think of the underlying tone of that versus such a okay, passive-aggressive cool. oh, totally. question. <laughs> Totally, totally. I mean, you, you think it's possible? I mean, you know, if you think you can, then by all means, go for it. And, and you, you're pseudo supportive, but you're not. Versus, okay, cool, I love that. Now, what needs to be true in order for that to happen? Then you co-create, and it's super good energy around that. And they're feeling your support. Totally different. So I think that's a great call out. Thank you for sharing that. I want to just underscore that a little bit more to help people sense and, and, and feel the nuance of that energy. It's, it's very different. It's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, there was this one really smart guy that hammered that question into my head. What needs to be true in order for that to happen? His name was mask something. I don't know. Uh, but it's it's a powerful mindset shift. And and what Jeff said right there, co-creating. They've already created, right? What what you have to understand is these people are are building their future. Like this isn't family. These people can are free to leave whenever they want, whenever they want, whenever they want. What if they don't want to leave? Right. What if they don't want to leave? And what if they're so engaged and so productive and so critical to the company, you don't want them to leave? Mm-hmm. These are the conversations. Obviously, obviously, you still have to have the, the, the difficult conversations. Obviously, they still have to like, hit their you know goals and, and they have to... They have to achieve. But what you build here by making someone feel known, by tying their goals, hopes, dreams, aspirations to the success of the company and showing like, I'm here to help you get that. Mm-hmm. But we both have to do it within the constraints of this role or mm-hmm. figure out, is there another role that's more appropriate? Like maybe in the conversation that we were just kind of um, playfully, I guess, going through, what if it is like, Man, I would, I, I, as the more we talk about the frequency of travel, I got to be honest, I'm a little afraid that we're going to be in direct conflict with your current role. I think that if you're wanting to travel that much a month that I don't see how you can still fulfill this. And, and my fear is that you're going to unintentionally leave your team without direction, without leadership. And I know you don't want to fail them. Should we start talking about a role that maybe puts you in more of an individual contributor, right? Have a couple of paths. Doesn't necessarily have to mean a step down. Maybe it's a, look, I want this for you too, but there is a conflict. I'm not saying to pretend like we can make it happen if there's an obvious conflict, but just acknowledging that and saying, I'm here to figure it out. Like, nope, I, I don't want to, I don't want you to have to sacrifice what your goals are for this year. Obviously right. the company can't sacrifice, you know, not having someone here leading this team for half the year. So mm-hmm. what do we need to do for both of these things to, to be true, like for a win-win? And then you co-create. Yep. Then you co-create, right? That's so that's where the co-creation comes in. They've created without you. They don't have the insight into the organization that you have. They don't know and probably aren't thinking, what would my dream come true 
how would that impact the company? But you have to, and then say, here's a way to co-create to where the company wins, you win, boom. And I'll tell you, magic happens when you start rewarding people based on what you know they value. Totally. So this conversation not only helps keep people because you've now said, oh, here's where you want to be at the end of the year. Well, if we do this, this, and this, you're there. So in their mind, where are they at? They're successful at the end of the year, but they're still here because right. you created that vision together. Now you have to fulfill on it, but right. We're already at the end of the year. I'm going to be at this company. I'm going to have done these things. The company's going to enable me to do it this way. Right? So now we have to reinforce that. Remember I said, people need to be known more than just know that you care. They need to know that they're known mm-hmm. when someone does something that deserves a recognition or reward. Let's go back to the travel scenario. Like, I really want to travel. Great. Here's a $500 Southwest gift card. Not a $500 bonus. Here's, I know you want to travel. The company did well based on your efforts. Let me get you one step closer. Here's a travel journal. I know you're looking forward to traveling. I know you're putting it out. Go ahead and fill out your next three trips in this. How known does that person feel? And you're breadcrumbing the company's success based on their efforts, getting them closer to what they want. So good. Separation season. That's different. 4.5 million people quit in November. (laughs) You gotta care more. Even if you care, you have to show it. And -hmm. for some of us, that's not easy. So keep a note. (laughs) Set up Google searches. Sometimes it's forwarding over a message like, you know, Maybe they want to travel because they love hiking and nature photography. Like, let's get super specific in this example. And you're like, I don't know crap about hiking. I can barely (laughs) take a picture on my iPhone. Nature to me is best seen through an LCD TV. Totally fine. Good for you. You still have to care. So go and set up a Google search for hiking destinations in the U.S. It ain't hard to do. And then Google will tell you when something new comes up and you can forward it to that person and go, hey, I I ran across this article, thought of you. Have you been to any of these places? They remember. They cared enough to send it to me. I feel known. So good. If you don't ask the question, what are your plans for this year? What are your goals for this year, personally and professionally? They won't tell you what they value. That's how I would challenge you. Go ahead, Jeff. Sorry. Uh, well, just something that, uh, again, I want to break apart something to make sure that these words are said because you're saying a lot without saying these words, and that is goal setting is different as a leader. Cool. We are used to setting goals as individual contributors and for ourselves, which is important, and we still need to do that. But as a leader, the goal setting season and or seasons is all about with your people. And, you know, similar to you, you used to get work done on your own. You had that euphoria of accomplishment, doing the work. Then as you lead people, you're not doing the work anymore and your value changes. The same thing in mindset shift happens as a leader when it Mm. comes to goals. And you're saying all those words, it's exactly what you're saying. And it's so true, but, but without saying, oh, and PS, therefore goal setting season now is about our people's goals and aligning 
their goals with the company goals to the best we can so that that alignment is there. And we think in a, in a much different way. When you're an individual contributor, you don't quite do it that way, typically, right? So as leaders, hopefully we've made or we are making that shift to realize goal setting is about our people. It's, very, it's a very selfless act. It's a very caring act. It, there's a lot of humility involved to really help that person shine and be lifted and grown and seen and known, as you said. And when that happens in alignment with the company, man, it's, it's awesome. And you don't have a massive resignation. People are just super overjoyed. They're grateful. And they've, and you have done the work to figure out what really is valuable to you, which is what you've been saying, which I think is awesome. Yeah. I was reading, um, rereading a book the other day, management mess to leadership success by our, our, our friend, Scott Jeffrey Miller, who may or may not be on an upcoming episode. And in the book, he said, you know, always heard people say that an organization's most valuable resource is its people. And I would agree, but nuanced. An organization's most valuable resource is its relationships. Awesome. Your most valuable resource is your people. If you don't have a relationship with your people, they're going to leave. Mm-hmm. Relationships are how you retain your most valuable resource. And I mean relationships. In order for a relationship, you have to be known. If you can't say, if I cared about, if, if I wanted Jeff to know that he was cared about, I would buy him this. You don't know. I would send him this. Mm-hmm. If I were going to book Jeff on the trip of a lifetime for him, I would send him here. Seven people. Sh- probably shouldn't be leading more than seven people. Hmm. You should be able to answer that question for all seven of them. Now, Jeff said something about, and I think it's critical, right? We 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 talk a lot about the transition from individual contributor to uh, to leader of people being one of the hardest transitions to make, right? Because it's no longer about getting things done through your own just drive and abilities. You're getting things done through other people by supporting, enabling, encouraging, challenging. Right. Goal setting is the same way. How do we then approach goal setting? Like, what do we what do we do when we're talking to them to start to bridge their goals over here? Like, how do we how do we help them create solid goals if they haven't? Because maybe they didn't create goals. Maybe they did, but they're they're surface level. Like, maybe they did, and you go, yeah, of course, you're you're three percent. You want a three percent increase in your compensation, like that definitely. And and money doesn't have to be important, but if everything's just like, you know, I just kind of want to tread water, what do we do as leaders? Like, is there a way to then walk them through a process, create a more meaningful goal? I don't know. What like what are mm-hmm. your thoughts there, Jeff? Yeah, I love it. I, I think you're hitting on some great, great parts of leadership and and helping people grow. Again, mm. one of the things I say a lot is we as leaders, our job is to see people who for who they can become, not who they are today. And very often people set goals based on who they are today, based on fears and insecurities, and they hold themselves back. So as leaders, we've got to see a bigger picture and push them to a future of what they're capable of and what they can do and really accentuate their their amazing gifts and their talents and attributes. So that's one mindset. Another another framework that I really like to use is the SMART goal methodology, which if you hear this, many of you have probably heard, yeah, SMART goals, blah, 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 but don't tune out. Because if you Google 
the acronym SMART, you're going to get two different answers. Actually, more than two, but two of the most popular are specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound, which is helpful. Great. Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time-bound. The other one, and my preferred, is specific, measurable, attainable. So the same, same first three, but here's the R. It's all about the R. Relevant and time-bound. Why? Well, think of it. Achievable and realistic, it's synonymous, right? They're, they're the same thing. So same if same. you're going to have an acronym, yeah, if you're going to have an acronym, let's have all of them actually stand for something different. But even more importantly, relevant to what? And this is where the, the juices flow. This is where the power comes. This is where the alignment comes from. On a company level, our SMART goals are relevant to the strategy, which is relevant to overall mission, big goal we're trying to create or, or accomplish, which is relevant to the why of why the company exists. It gives us the stra strategic discipline to be able to know what to say yes to and what to say no to as a company. Well, now switch that over to a person. When your goals are relevant to what you're trying to achieve long-term, to your personal why or, or something major that you want to accomplish, and even better, you can tie that relevance to the company's relevance. That's where amazing alignment comes from. And so as leaders, I believe it's our job to help teach that, to help connect the dots, and using that simple framework and methodology to help turn on the light bulbs and help people go, oh, wow. Because when there's relevance, the flow is so much more natural, the friction is so much less, and the energy is so much more enduring and sustainable because it's really about something that's, a, that's bigger than us. The relevance is critical. So when you use the SMART goal methodology, I highly recommend teaching the power of the R. Why, what does relevant mean? And what does it mean both on the company level and the personal level? And ideally, you connect the dots to help the relevance be one and the same so that the incentives are totally aligned. It's powerful. That is big. The relevance is what is the relevance of the company hitting its goals to my life? Mm -hmm. It's awesome. There Great it question. They've yeah. said, yeah, in 2022, 2023, 2024, whatever the case may be, here is what success looks like for me. Mm -hmm. And your job is to go, great. When the company does this, this is how that success could be enabled by the company. So if we're able to do this, this, and this, which would be in line with this company goal, which is in line with our core values, which is in line with our mission, which is in line with our mm -hmm. quarterly plan, then this is what the trickle down would look like. And this is how it would enable, enable your goals this year. Boom. Light bulb moment. Relevance. Totally. Especially when we're talking about entrepreneurial businesses, so often the assumption that we don't see it as entrepreneurs, we're excited. We believe like sometimes entrepreneurs do a really bad job at, at connecting the dots, clearly articulating benefit of achieving goals to employees and team members. Because in your mind, it's all you've thought about. It's all consuming. You understand how it's all going to flow down. So you assume that everyone else understands too. Of course, you're not talking about you or me. We've never done that. What? <laughs> what would you Or think? maybe we have. <laughs> I did a terrible job. At that. I mean, oh, I have, totally. me too. I have learned this lesson more to, if it were a stove, I would have no fingerprints left. 
I would have no hand because I would have touched it after knowing it was hot. Right. <laughs> at least 10 times. I get so excited about big things that we're doing as the team grows in depth and in width. And it's no longer four, five, six, 12, 15 people that all clearly understand the value and benefit that they will receive in order or when that happens, they start filling in the gaps. Right. When we don't answer the question, they do. Right. They use the information that they have. And here's what a lot of employees, even great employees with great hearts who care about you personally, inevitably will go. So my job is to get here and work my butt off so that you can get richer. You may mm -hmm. not be rich. If you make a million dollars, make generate a million dollars in revenue. The average team member thinks that, well, gosh, they gotta be pulling at least 50, 60% of that to the bottom line, maybe more. So if you're not tying these company successes over there, they're starting to say, well, where's, but if I do this, if I work this hard, if the company achieves this, why? Right. The founders richer, they get other car, house, whatever. I mean, it, it, we just all start to tell ourselves the worst story. Totally. But you control the narrative. Mm -hmm. But don't just say, yeah, and when this happens, you're all going to get a free vacation. When this happens, you're all going to get a 20% raise. When this happens, you're all going to get a Tesla. Maybe they don't like Teslas. Maybe they don't right. own a car. Maybe, they, maybe, they, or maybe they're trying to get rid of all their stuff. Maybe they don't want to travel. Maybe they're mm -hmm. super freaked out by the pandemic. We mm -hmm. are so caught up in what we would want mm -hmm. and thinking that other people should want it too or assuming that we never For ask, sure. like, what do they want? Yeah. What do they want? Don't treat people like you would want to be treated. Treat people like they would want to be treated. Yep. You gotta ask what's important. This is the season. People who don't think about it are thinking about it. Ask them. What's important? Yeah. What do you want? What does success look like? We're here 12 months from today. It is January 2023. And we're looking back on this past year. What had to happen for you to feel like it was a success? How many people report to you? Zero? Ten. You making the same amount of money? You living in the same place? Jeff said something the other day that I was like, man, that's big. I want to activate well, Jeff. What'd you say? I don't want to. I'm going to bastardize your your <laughs> point about activating all the senses. So instead of yeah. me regurgitating poorly what you said, um, say it again, yeah. just as good. I'll share it. Yeah. So the, the the first tool is the five acronym SMART with relevant. The other tool is the five senses. And what I like to do with that is once they've created that SMART goal or SMART goals, and it's relevant, and they're excited, and they're it's written down, and it's public, and it's something they see all the time, which is, by the way, super important. You then say, okay, now let's fast forward to this time next year, and let's write down in vivid description what will it look like? What will it feel like? What will it smell like? What will it taste like? And it's kind of weird sometimes. You know, people are like, what are you talking? Just, just try it. Try activating and like say, for example, man, I want to be able to attend the Super Bowl. It's been a lifelong goal of mine. I want to do that. And I, it's a lot of money to do it, but I want to make that happen. Ask what, what's the, what will the turf smell like? Will you be able to smell, you know, popcorn and will you smell the beer? Whatever it is that you like to smell. When you activate those senses, all of a sudden the imagery becomes way more powerful and you start to create in your mind the reality of that outcome.
It's super powerful. And I believe the best goal setters have mastered this. And it sounds a little weird, which is why a lot of people don't do it. But keep laughing at the people that do do it and accomplish any goal they ever set their mind to because they're exercising and invoking every as aspect of their personality and their senses. And I'm telling you, it works. It just flat out works. So again, what's it going to look like? What's it going to feel like? What's it, what's it going to um, taste like? What's it going to smell like? And, and what will it sound like? Just write it down in vivid description. The more mm -hmm. vivid, the more real. And all of a sudden you live into that outcome in a very natural way because you've already created it so vividly and, and specifically in your mind. I'm a big believer in that process and I'll let people laugh at me all the time. And I am weird. I'll, I'll, I'll acknowledge that and, you know, play with it with people. And some people might look at you or just, just say, just try it. You know, let's, what would it be like? And let them get as de descriptive as they can and then watch it happen. It, it's just, we have powerful, powerful, we, we are powerful creatures. We have something divine in all of us to be able to create infinitely. Why not tap into that power? And this is one of the ways that we can do it. Man, that's great. Look, normal's average. Normal's boring. <laughs> I don't think anybody ever aspires to be boring or average. So if you're weird and you're not normal, which means you're not average. So lean into this stuff. Like when you can clearly help build that vision of, of achieving that goal, someone can taste it. Someone can, can smell it. Someone can hear it. It is that much more one motivating to get it Two, believable that they can achieve it because they've already activated all these other senses. And, and in some way through visualization, have tasted it. They, they kind of have experienced it. So if you help your people do that, so there's the, how do you help them achieve goals they already have? Well, you can first find them out. Second, help them to crystallize them by activating the five senses. Third, help them to make sure that they were able to achieve it and tie it to the company's success by the SMART acronym. And that's great. And you get there and then boom, not only are they known, not only do they feel like they've got a partner in improving their life, right? There's true alignment when the company gets better, their life gets better. That's fantastic. What about the people that didn't have a goal or the people that had a very pedestrian goal that you challenged and helped not only create a bigger vision for themselves because you believe in them, like Jeff said, you believe in who they can be. You help them believe in who they can be. Then you help them achieve who they can be. Those people don't leave. And when they do, you stand up and give them the slow clap because you know it was right. <laughs> so true. Separation season. You choose how you're going to separate. Are your best people separating from your company or are you separating from every other company out there because you're just different because you care about your people because your people are known? Well, you can decide that. I know which one I would choose. I know which one I'm going to choose. And I've got to choose it every single year, every single quarter, every single month, every single day because leadership is never mastered. You're never there. It's never achieved. 
You have to wake up and do it and put in the work every single day. That's why it's so awesome. So, so true. <laughs> That's why it's so it awesome. is. It is. It it's is. just like, I agree. it's I always agree. a journey and sometimes tiring, sometimes frustrating, but we've never arrived. It is the summitless mountain. And when we care mm -hmm. more about others than ourselves and when we're truly trying to lift and inspire and motivate others, it's such a rewarding experience. It's so great. And it's not easy. One, one quick hack before we leave, not hack, but just a reminder, when you do the smart accurate goal setting, do a quick smart audit, meaning is the specific, is it measurable? Otherwise you sometimes get a smat or you get a mart or you get a smar, right? It's not smart. So I, very often you get marts. They're, they're not specific enough. They're not clear enough. And so it, it's super critical that you, after you've done it, you do just a simple, smart audit. Is this smart? Is it specific? And go through it with them to make sure it's super crisp because very often our language and how we, what, what language we use is the key di differentiator of whether or not we're going to achieve it. The more specific, the more powerful. The more measurable, the more powerful, the more. So just remember all of those uh, letters in the acronym to, to check the box and say, okay, we're good there. Now the game on. So quick little little help that I may or may not have learned the hard way multiple times. <laughs> mm, <laughs> Wondered, why boy. didn't I achieve that? Ah, it wasn't really specific. Ah, it wasn't really measurable now that I think of it, right? So make sure that those are those are really crisp, all, all five of them. Let us, let us touch the stove to know it's hot so you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. That's why we're here. Right? Totally. Jeff, thank you. Love the smart, love the five senses, love all of this. And, and really, I just challenge each and every one of you to have a conversation with every person that reports to you and say, what are your goals for this year, personally and professionally? And then shut up. That's it. So good. What you'll and find. Sorry, we both got excited. I, I, I thought nope, you were done. Nope. And, and what you've said also is, and where's we, where can we as leaders support? How do we co-create what needs to be true yeah. to enable and inspire and lift them? That, that, that's what we're doing. That's our job as leaders, and it's an awesome job. So go get them. We're excited for solid everyone to do this away. and take action. Man, such a solid takeaway. That's where we end. Again, thank you as always, Jeff. And thank you for those of you listening in. We hope that you'll join us for more actionable advice um, from Jeff and myself and some pretty exciting thought leaders that'll be joining us this coming year on the Ready to Lead podcast. So until next time, thank you and thank you too, Jeff. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Richard. Thanks for listening to the Ready to Lead show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating on your favorite podcast platform. And if you want to stay updated on the release of new episodes, be sure to hit that follow button. And Jeff and Richard... They want to hear from you. If there's an episode topic you'd like to hear them dive into, or something about today's episode that was a big breakthrough, or maybe even something you disagree with, they want to know. Send them an email at feedback at readytolead.com. Thanks again for tuning into this episode. We'll see you on the next one.